Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back into The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com and the Odyssey app. My name is Karen Harris. Excited to be here. Earlier today, I got the opportunity to sit down and talk to Brett Veach, general manager for your Kansas City Chiefs. And our conversation started with, have you had any downtime over the last 10 days? No, I haven't. And I actually um, joke with Coach um, every year. Now, listen, these are great problems to have. But as soon as the season's over, this coaches head off to the beaches and, and the warm weather. And um, I'm back in the draft room with my, with my staff and trying to get caught up to speed. So there's always a little bit of a catch-up game. Uh, to play when you have an extended postseason run. So, I mean, look, these are great problems to have, but I still haven't caught my breath yet. What's your balance of day if you need to prepare for the upcoming NFL draft? So you're talking to your scouts and you yourself are help scouting players. And how much of your day is you have some big-time free agents that you obviously would like to keep? How do you kind of break down your day and divvy up your responsibilities? Yeah, I mean, it's – um it's typically, you know, the schedule that we've worked out over the last few years is uh, agent meeting, player meetings in the morning. Um, then we have a chance to get something to eat and talk about those meetings and then transition into the nighttime, which is, you know, more of the player interviews and, and the player, and the, excuse me, the college player interviews and the college player dialogue. So typically, um, you know, the mornings are reserved for the, the agent meetings and, you know, trying to put a plan in place for the guys on your roster and um, just, keeping your ear in tune with what might be out there to uh, discussing, debriefing that information, and then transitioning into the college at night. Right now we're talking to Brett Veach, the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs, going through some of the top storylines this offseason with the team. Let's just maybe start with Chris Jones. He is the biggest free agent that you have. I think he is a guy who stamped his way to Canton by being a part of three Super Bowl teams. What was the biggest challenge in his negotiation last year? Well, I, listen, I, I think it's every year when you get into these, these are never easy, and there's, you know, these are great players, and, you know, they deserve a lot of money, and it's just a matter of, um, you know, where we are both in the short and long term and, and making it fit. And, you know, we ran into some hurdles last year, and, you know, as everyone knows, I mean, Chris didn't play that opening game, but I give him credit and his, uh, the Cats brothers credit because, you know, right after that game we had a really good talk, and he came into the building and, you know, we had a heart-to-heart for about 30, 45 minutes, and, kind of laid it all out on the table and you know we talked about how this would go this season and what the steps would look like um moving forward and you know we left it as we're gonna 
get out in front of this and, you, you know, we're going to pick up where we left off and just basically hit the pause button um, as in where we left it last year before, um, you know, or right after that Detroit game. So here we are now. We're, we're back in Indy, and we've had some great initial dialogues over the phone, and now we're going to hit the play button uh, again starting tomorrow. I believe we meet with uh, the Cat Brothers either tomorrow or Wednesday. So um, we'll just continue where we left off and see if there's another window or avenue that, you know, we could um, – we could cross to get this thing done because, you know, we'd certainly love, you know, to bring Chris back and, and, you know, that's what our intentions are. That's an interesting phrase because I was going to ask you that. How close were you guys to getting a deal done where it is easy to simply resume where you were, but also understanding that, I mean, we are days, weeks away from, he's not only negotiating with you guys as an organization, he's also negotiating with the other 31 teams in the league. So again, with these things, you always have to be cautiously optimistic. Um, I think you go into every off season with a plan, and and then really your off season are just a series of contingency plans stacked on top of one another because uh, there's a lot of high profile players. It's, it's a lot of money, and some teams, depending on their cap situation or you know what their different cash budgets look like, are equipped to do things that potentially you know we can't do. And so that uh, it's one of those great unknowns when you enter into every free agency. And so I don't ever get overconfident in this process because you, you know how it, it is so dynamic so fluid so um you know listen i we have the thing that we have going for us is that you know i think obviously we love chris and i think chris genuinely wants to be here wants to finish his career as a kansas city chief and so again we'll we'll pick up where we left off and you know i i hope that we're able to make some progress and get something done but also understand the reality of it is that it's, it's not a guarantee and so you know we have to um make sure that we have a series of contingency plans ready to go. You mentioned earlier today that you guys anticipate using the franchise tag. You guys have two possible candidates for the tag. You have Chris Jones and you have Legereus Sneed. We're talking about Chris Jones. His franchise tag number is substantially higher than Sneed. Over the course of the negotiation, do you find that to be one of the bigger hurdles with Chris Jones, the fact that his franchise tag number is so high this offseason? Yeah, I mean, that would be a hurdle um, for, for sure, and but again, I think we've had so much extended dialogue uh, last off season. I mean, you know, months leading before training camp started, and and then after training camp began. So, uh, you know, those are one of a bunch of different factors that go into all these things, and um, you know, just how we're able to handle that. Will you know? It'll be dependent on on again where we where we can close the gap. I mean, there's always, we don't get a deal done. There's, there's certainly a gap on both ends. So with all these things, it's just, can you find that middle spot where everyone is, is good with it? And, you know, we weren't able to do that last year, but I think we were inching closer to it and we decided to hit the pause button. Both parties were good with it. So hopefully now we can just, uh, you know, close that gap off and, and get this thing knocked out. Right now, we're talking to Brett Veach, the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. We take a closer look at some of the offseason storylines. Let's transition to Sneed. Where were you when you heard his comments on Kay Adams' show where his message to you was, pay me? I don't know if someone sent it to me. Um, look, those guys, are they do a great job. And uh, I didn't—I don't even know if I heard the whole conversation. But, uh, I mean, look, LJ is a great player, and, and he's going to get paid in some shape, form, or fashion, right? So, uh, he deserves it. Love the kid. Now, he's been through so much in his life, and what a great story. What a great competitor. He's a consummate professional, and he comes in every day ready to work. A uh, bunch of games this year where, you know, I think he wasn't 100%. I think that Cincinnati game, I don't think he practiced all week, and he's like, I'm not missing this game. So um, he's not wrong in saying that, and he deserves it. And uh, love him, love everything about him, and that's why, just like Chris Jones, we're going to put our foot – you know, best foot forward, and hopefully we can get something done. Um, super challenging, but again, these are great problems to have when you have two great players like that. No, it absolutely is. I'm going to tell you kind of the debate that we've had on the show because this has kind of carried the conversation since the championship parade is I see it as I think that the Chiefs, I, I think you as an organization, you guys, are the, you guys are the best at three things. I think you have the best coach in the league, the best quarterback in the league, and I think you have the best one-two corner combination, and that's something incredibly valuable to me. I look at McDuffie as I think he might be the best young corner in the league, and I think that Sneed is a 27-year-old versatile corner that can do a lot of things. 
My partner, Rob Brent, you spoke to him earlier. He sees it as, hey, you guys have never really spent big money on corner, and you guys have drafted really, really well. What is that balance of, obviously, a player like Snead, you want to negotiate with them, you want to, but you guys have drafted really well at that position, and you guys have just had constant turnover and have constantly made it work as well? Well, I think it certainly gives you confidence when you go into these uh, transitional periods that we have a track record of, of uncovering corners and developing them and working with them. But I think, listen, I think all, you always want to uh, retain your, your best players and, and you know, you put your best foot forward. And when you have a uh, – listen, I know LJ was left off a lot of these postseason accolades, but I think you agree with Carrington. I think we all know that he was one of the better corners in the league and uh, don't buy into any of that stuff. But him and Trent are just two outstanding players, and those are known commodities. And if we have a chance to keep those two intact with Chris Jones, like we're going to do that. Uh, if we can't, we understand that's just the reality of this business, and this is why the league is so great. It's not built for teams to just have continued success because you're going to have less money and you're going to have worse draft pick selection. So uh, there is a there is a degree of confidence that we have though that we've been able to to find corners late and our coaching staff great belief and faith in them to develop those guys but I think you always want to put your best foot forward to, to keep your known commodities and keep great players and if you can do it great but uh, if you can't just you know understand that there has been another path to, to get high production out of that position. There obviously was major news a major announcement regarding the salary cap and it took a bigger jump than expected how has that changed your focus? How has that changed maybe your net of the players that you were going to go into, but now you got a little bit more money to spend? How has that changed your philosophy heading into free agency? Well, it was one of those bits of information that you're certainly on the offset, like you're happy, right? I mean, more money is, is good for everybody. But on the other end, you have to be a little uh, conservative from the standpoint of, like we don't know, will there be normal six percent growth off of this two fifty five, or will it be a less percent growth? Will it be you know, flat? I mean, so on one end, I think for the immediate short term, it's it's great relief for all the teams. It's it's great additional uh, resources to spend in, in this year. But you know, it is a little tricky because you just can't assume that there's going to be natural growth off of this two fifty five number. It could be less uh, the next few years, so that it could end up kind of flattening out over time. So on one end, I think it's beneficial for the teams and maybe for some of their tag candidates for that one year uh, to help them get through this. But on the other end, I think you just have to temper expectations a little bit because we don't have all the information of, of what this growth will look like moving forward. There was a little bit of buzz rumor about you guys potentially restructuring Patrick Mahomes' contract again to create even more cap space going into it. Is that a conversation that you've had as an organization of obviously you have the quarterback in place. Have you guys had a conversation about restructuring his contract again to give you guys even more cap space going into this big year regarding free agency? I think we, you know, when we go through these processes with with the players and free agency, I think it's, it's you know, the part of that unique relationship we, we have with Pat and that's always um, something that we have the ability to potentially use at any given time and uh, we work through those things and I think it's comforting knowing that we have that kind of relationship with Pat and we have that flexibility built in with, within the contract but um, that's more along the lines of letting the natural course of, of business take place let's go ahead and see if we can get these guys done and see what these structures look like and then what these cash flows look like and then know that we have that to utilize if needed, and we also have a great relationship with him um, and a great understanding of just kind of working through these things as, as a team like we always do. Right now we're talking to the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs, Brett Veach, for a couple more minutes here, but I've got a couple more questions. I guess the first question would be is, we've heard the story about you finding Patrick Mahomes and how critical you were in the discovery of Patrick Mahomes. Are you even surprised by how good he is? Because as I was watching the Super Bowl, for the first time, I felt like I was watching Tom Brady, that I obviously have great respect for Patrick, but Tom has just been on such rarefied air that as I was watching him go down the field two times at the end of the game where everything is on the line, I felt like I was watching Tom Brady. I'm just wondering if you, when you were scouting him, thought that he had the chance to be the best quarterback of all time. Yeah, I'm, listen, I'd be lying if I said <laughs> I did. I mean, I, I knew talent-wise he was the best player that I've ever seen. I think I said that. Uh, during my first combine presser before he was a full-time starter. I think he had one start. I was enamored by the uh, potential, by the ability, knew that 
from a physical trait standpoint, he was the best I've ever seen. But, I mean, gosh, it's so hard to win a Super Bowl. I think everyone in the organization, if you were to ask them back then, like we'd be sitting here with eight straight AFC West, six straight AFC title games, four Super Bowl appearances in the last six years, three Super Bowl wins, back-to-back wins. I mean, this is a lot for anybody, and it's rarefied error. It's, um, it's just unbelievable. And the crazy thing and the scary thing is I think that's past best football is still ahead of him. And I still think he's growing and evolving as a player, as a person, as a leader. And what he did this postseason was amazing. And, um, you know, it's just – it's been a fantastic ride and a fantastic journey. And there's, I think, a huge amount of um, pressure and stress on all of us to continue to provide him and, and coach with, with talent uh, to make sure that we're maximizing this. And so we feel that. But, uh, you know, I don't think, again, to your original question, any of us really – I think we all knew that success was ahead, but to this degree of success and this amount of success is is, is, is absolutely um, amazing. That is the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs, Brett Veach, joining us on the show today as the Chiefs have a lot of major decisions coming up as we head into the offseason. Brett, you have done a fantastic job. You guys are the best organization in the NFL. Congratulations. Thanks a lot for coming on with us today. Anytime, Carrington. Uh, appreciate the time today and uh, look forward to talking to you down the road here. Rob, I thought you could really hear there at the end the respect that Brett Veach has for my football acumen. And I think he he didn't outright say it, but I think he was considering offering me a job. Just like, hey, I've heard your show before. You obviously know what you're talking about. We have room for you in the front office here. And I could use a right-hand man. I mean, his right-hand man is gone. He's now in Carolina. He's going to try to help them turn that thing around. And I think he's looking for a right-hand man. And, I mean, I like working here with you. But maybe this is what I'll do. Let me go infiltrate. Let me go work for the Chiefs a couple of years. Let me kind of, you know, get my stature up, and then I come get you, and then you can be my right-hand man. You can be the right hand of the right hand. What you think about that? I don't think it's a coincidence his longest answer of the entire interview was the one where you said, hey, Rob has this theory, and he was like, it clicked in his head. That's a great theory. Everything else, like 30 seconds of, yeah, good point, Carrington. All right, let's keep this thing moving. But you said, hey, Rob has a lot of confidence in your ability to draft corners. Where are you at? I'm going to do a minute 12 in this answer because I know that's a great question because it came from Rob. Coming up on the other side, society is, well, I'll explain. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your home for Chiefs football in Kansas City is 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. I want to share with you two stories that came across my desk earlier today because I think they're worthwhile in talking about them now. I know that some of you make it seem like all you care about is sports, but I know that not to be the case. Sometimes you go to movies. Sometimes you watch television with your wife. Sometimes you go to concerts. Now, I'm planning on going to a concert later this week. 
Drake is going to be here. J. Cole is going to be here. And I'm going to the show. You going and to all three or? I will be at the first one. I will not be at the second one. He's doing two nights. Uh, I plan on being at the first night. I would go to the second night. I just don't want to pay for the second night. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to pay to go back to the show. And a major reason why I don't want to pay to go to the show is concerts have gotten really expensive, Rob. They have become a luxury item. So I was reading this story, and this story was by Billboard, that venues are frustrated because Gen Z doesn't buy alcohol the way that other generations have bought it. Quote, coming out of COVID-19, everything about the live music business has been turned upside down. We weren't really sure why the numbers were like this, and then we took a deeper dive at every event that was aimed at a Gen Z crowd, and we saw that the numbers were much different. So the Gen Z crowd, Rob, they have noticed when the show is directed towards them, they usually sell about 25 or 30% less in liquor sales than they do for maybe a show that's skewed for an older crowd. And then comes on and say that Gen Z doesn't drink as much. They usually eat edibles, and they do these things before they come to the show. And they've also noticed that marijuana use is higher at these shows than at some of the other shows. Don't we know the why on this? Our generation and the generation behind us, Rob, is much more likely to pregame before these concerts because we know how expensive getting a drink is at the venue. Let's say you want to have two, maybe three beers while you're at the event. Well, I already spent $200 a ticket so I could be here. Now you want me to buy your T-shirt and I got to buy your merch. So I got to spend $40, $50, $60 on a T-shirt. And you want me to get three $12 beers? Something's getting cut out of this. And usually it's going to be the money that I'm spending at the venue. And you know what? Maybe I'll only will get one drink while I'm there. And when my homegirl comes to pick me up, we'll kind of have our own little pregame party. We'll have a couple something to drink and then we'll walk down to the venue and then we'll go. Or we'll wait for the Uber. We'll get something to drink and then we'll go to the to the concert. Isn't that clearly what younger generations are doing? I don't know if it's necessarily that they drink less. I just think that as ticket prices for these shows have gone up, merch costs have also gone up. You're only going to spend so much money at this concert. Something is usually going to get cut out. And it's the drinks that you're going to have at the venue, and you'll just drink those at home at a much cheaper price. Isn't that kind of like a duh thing? Like, maybe these giant conglomerates and these corporations had no idea, but isn't what you just described the whole basis of tailgating? Yeah. When I go to a Chiefs game, I don't want to pay the $18.50 for a 16-ounce Bud Light. No, thank you. That's terrible value for me. I will pay $18.50 for 30 of them, and I will have a bunch at my car, and then I will go in and enjoy the football game, and it doesn't hurt my bottom line. The same way a potential future Crossroads Royal Stadium won't hurt the bottom line if you go get dinner at, say, Grinders, that's going to be cheaper than getting dinner at The K. This just seemed like an obvious thing to me. I can't believe corporations took this long to catch on. Yeah, no, I was uh, I was reading this story. It was a very intriguing story, kind of what their conclusions were and why they thought this and yeah, I, I really think it is that, you know, going to a concert has gotten relatively expensive, I would say, for the most part. And not just for, you know, it's always been a little bit of a premium for the good seats. I mean, now just to even get in the venue for the seats that used to be 75 to to $100, those seats are now $200 to be able to go to some of these concerts. And I just think that we are being stretched so thin in other areas. You are usually going to make decisions. You're usually going to cut back on something. And I think that's just a couple of drinks that you have at the venue when you are uh, enjoying one of these shows. Another thing that is changing. Now, we've heard of this before. They call it like dynamic pricing or flex pricing. The Royals do this. If it's a game that they know people want to go to, they're going to charge a little bit more. So if you're planning on walking up, and you're going to buy a ticket at the venue for the Red Sox on a Friday night, that ticket is going to cost a little bit more. Airplanes work this way. 
hey, this seat can be cheaper, but now it's a, we all understand the concept of dynamic and flex pricing. Wendy's is thinking about doing this. Listen to this. The latest Baconator isn't the only new item hitting Wendy's menu. The fast food giant planning to test out dynamic pricing as early as 2025. It's a practice that charges different prices for the same items based on demand throughout the day. For example, a cheeseburger and fries could cost you more during the lunch rush than during a down period. What's happening to the country that I love? Because back in my day... We had a fixed dollar menu. I didn't order a combo from 97 until 2011. I went into McDonald's and I knew exactly what I was going to get. Two McDoubles, no onions, and a, and a fry. And I was going to get the water cup. And I was going to finesse it and get the high C orange. I had my order down packed. I didn't eat a Big Mac during this time frame. I didn't eat a quarter pounder during this time frame. Two McDoubles, no onions, and a fry. Thank you. Every single time. Now you try to get a McDouble, it's $2.29. You try to get a McChicken, they charge you 75 cents extra for cheese. They charge you for the lettuce. They don't even have a value fry anymore. Or if they do have a value fry, it's really like six of them. And now they're going to have dynamic pricing. Well, have you noticed that all the McDonald's food isn't the same price? Have you noticed that all the Chipotle, like go to two different Chipotles, Rob, go to this one that's right over here by the station and go to the one closer by your house and tell me if it's the same price for the burrito. What happened to this country, man? We used to be great. We used to make things, build things. And now we doing flex pricing on the Wendy's. We doing flex prices on the Frosty? Flex prices on the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger? These were staples. That's what they were. They were staples of the American diet. And somehow we've lost them, my friend. We've lost them. Rob, you're telling me we got breaking First news? First, breaking news in Kansas City Sports Radio. What per, is it, Rob? Per our friend, I'm going to call him a friend, Jeremy Fowler, the Chiefs have informed Legereus Sneed they are prepared to use the franchise tag but are open to consummate a trade off of it if no long-term deal is reached. Sneed is agreeable in the scenario, giving him a chance to talk to KC while other teams remain in play. Interesting. So it's a tag, but it's a, hey, go look around tag. I don't think it's a go look around tag. That's not how I hear it. You're giving him a chance to go look around. No, that's not how I hear it. This is what I hear it. This is how I hear it. Now, you can tell me if you hear it differently. This is how I hear it. I hear it as we would like for you to come back. We have a number in mind. Your number and our number might not be the same. We are not going to stop you if you go get more money out there. Basically, what happened to Tyreek Hill? They offered Tyreek Hill a contract. They offered Tyreek Hill around $25 million. Hey, this is what our price is. If you want to take our price, great. And we are happy to have you come back in Kansas City. But if you can go out there and... There's a team like Miami that's willing to offer you $30 million and they're willing to meet what we think you're worth in a trade. All right, then we'll do it. That's how I hear it. So I think the Chiefs would like to have Legereus need back long term. I mean, if you put the franchise tag on him, you, you got to at least be willing to the fact of he's going to be on your team next year at that $18 million price point. But I think they are giving him the option. Hey, Let's say in this scenario, you can come back with us for the 18. Or if you think there's a team that's willing to give you the 22 and you are not going to sign our long-term deal, then we will trade you then. That's how I hear this news from Jeremy Fowler. See, we're going to disagree on this. It hits my ear a little differently. Because if the Chiefs were, hey, we're going to tag you and we're going to get a long-term deal done, why would you invite other teams into the fold? Sneed is a, I'm quoting here the report. Sneed is agreeable to the scenario, giving him a chance to talk to other teams. 
You know what's going to drive Snead's price up? Other teams. If you were negotiating only against yourself, you basically have the next 13 months to get a long-term deal done with Snead. You tag him now. You keep working until July. If you don't get it, he plays under the tag. But you keep working to get him locked in. You know what throws a wrench on that plan? If you tag him and you're working and all of a sudden the Steelers say, hey, if you were if you were in our building, we'd be giving you 23. That's going to change the calculus. To me, it sounds like we want to keep you. We have our number. But if you find better, we will do exactly what we did for Tyree Kill and we'll make that request work. But it's a hard line and we don't really want to keep you long term at a penny past it. And I'm curious what the Chiefs number is. I'm curious what that is, too. But, I mean, that's been their stance with basically every free agent. That's been their stance with everybody. So I don't really think that what they are doing with Snead is unique in that way. We know the Chiefs, when it comes to negotiating, they drive a hard bargain. It is our way or the highway. And if you want to go play for another team, we will miss you. We will have a very nice social media post telling you how much we appreciate you. And then we are going to go smoke you in this scenario. I'm surprised that the text line is reading it this way. CDOT, this tells me that the Chiefs are making Jones their number one priority. I hear that too, by the way. I don't, I don't hear it that way. I don't hear it that way. I don't know why you would reach a deal with the Chiefs right now if you're Chris Jones. This is why I, this is why I'm surprised because like a lot of people in the text line see it this way. This tells me they're making Jones their one priority. You're leaving him completely unprotected. If I am Chris Jones, and regardless of how you feel about his agents, there is obviously a number in Chris Jones' mind that he wants to sign for that the Chiefs last offseason have made it very, very clear. We do not want to pay it. Chris Jones is days away from being a free agent in the greatest time there has ever been to be a free agent as an NFL player. So I don't know how you hear this as the Chiefs are making Chris Jones their number one priority when they are prepared to, if you use the franchise tag on Legereus Need, you are prepared to allow Chris Jones complete and total freedom for something that he has never had in his entire NFL career. How do you hear that as him making him a priority? At least with Legereus Need, they have a safety net. They have a safety valve. We're going to put the tag on you. Hey, if you can go get number one corner money, then go get it, and we will not stop you. When it comes to Chris Jones, they are simply taking the stance of, we are prepared to take a compensatory pick for you, and we are prepared to have where you have absolutely no ties to us coming up in exactly one week. It is one week. If you've done all of this and you were Chris Jones and you missed all of training camp last year and you missed an entire regular season game, you're now about to give up free agency one week before it starts? Hold out for one more week. It just it hits my ear the same way it hit my ear when they tagged D Ford. And no one thought they were keeping D Ford yeah. long term. It was a tag, and they were like, That's a good point. We're open to trades. Let's see what happens. And I remember they said they love D and all that stuff. And you know what they do? They turn around, they trade him for a second-round pick to the Niners. That's the immediate aftermath. If you're saying we love Legereus Sneed, but we're open to a trade, that sounds to me like, hey, we're open for business because the actual long-term deal we want to get done first is Chris Jones. And maybe it's just the way that Fowler worded the tweet, but they are prepared to use the franchise tag but are open to consummate a trade if it is not done. He mentioned the trade before the long-term deal. That means that there's at least in conversations. And you know how the combine works, Carrington. You've been there. It could be, hey, you're sitting at St. Elmo's and a GM walks in and goes, what's it take to get Sneed? And a media member overhears it. Who knows? But the fact that they are open to a trade means they are probably getting calls about a trade because premium players. Of course players. they are. So I, it would not stun me before the league year if Legereus Sneed is, not, is traded off the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I guess, and it's just perfectly fine. We could take calls on this, 913-586-7610. I'm happy that you and I are on the other side because, like, the text the text line is on your side. That's perfectly fine. Someone says, CDOT, this means that the Chiefs won't let Chris Jones get away without getting anything out of it. That is exactly what is happening. <laughs> like, I, I cannot disagree with you any more than that. The Chiefs are, t- like, if they are going to franchise tag one of their players, then the other player can just leave in free agency and all they will get is a compensatory pick. 
That's what Jeremy Fowler is confirming right now. Their plan is to use the tag on Snead that I have been very adamant on. That's what they are going to do because his tag is $14 million less than Chris Jones. And I think where you and I maybe disagree just a bit in this is I see this as almost the exact same scenario as Tyreek Hill. Like, that's how I read this. So if you guys missed it, Jeremy Fowler, the Chiefs have informed Legereus Sneed they are prepared to use the franchise tag and are open to consummate a trade off of it if no long-term deal is reached per source. Sneed is agreeable to this scenario, giving him a chance to talk with the other teams while Kansas City remains in play. This isn't that much different than what happened to Lamar Jackson. Now, it was a little bit different. You remember, he got the non-exclusive tag, so they would have had to give the Ravens two first-round picks. But this is basically what the Ravens allow Lamar Jackson to do. Hey, you play for the Ravens, but if you think that Atlanta is going to make you the highest-paid player in the league, then go talk to the Atlanta Falcons. Come back to us with the offer. Come back to us, and then we can talk about it. All this really ensures for the Chiefs with Snead is at a baseline. They think they'll get a second round pick or better for Legereus Snead. So this doesn't guarantee that he's going to be on the team next year, but it at least gives you a baseline where, hey, Snead, we're not letting you do whatever you want. There's going to be some guidelines to it. Worst case scenario is you come back to Kansas City on a one year fully guaranteed deal. Maybe best case scenario if your Snead is you sign a long term extension with Kansas City. Or the other scenario is, hey, we're happy to let you talk to, you know, other teams. Now, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm putting some parameters on it. You're not going to Buffalo. You're not going to Baltimore. You're not going to Cincinnati. But, hey, if you want to talk to the Philadelphia Eagles, go ahead. We, we give you permission to go talk to the Philadelphia Eagles. And if the Eagles are prepared to make you the highest paid corner in the National Football League and they want to talk to us about how to make that happen, we'll listen to it. That's how I hear what they're doing. And again, that is not anything different than what happened with Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs had an offer on the table for Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill would not accept an offer. That was a good offer. $25 million would have made him the third highest paid wide receiver in the league. And he said, no, I want to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league. And then they agreed to trade him. So two things real quick in our against break. First and foremost, this sounds to me a lot like the Chiefs are open for business with this player the same way the Ravens were with Orlando Brown Jr. Because that's how the Chiefs got him. The same way the Chiefs were with D Ford and the same way Clark was from the Seahawks. It does not sound to me like the Chiefs have a long-term number, a long-term plan in mind that involves Legereus Sneed, and they are open for business. Secondarily, Nate Taylor, friend of the show from The Athletic, will join us in 20 minutes to discuss this report as he has now confirmed it on social media per multiple sources. He also points out the deadline for a deal is likely the draft as that was the timeline for all those players I mentioned before. So I think there might be like a lot of disagreements. I mean, maybe not you and I have. You and I are on different sides of this. Someone on the text line is like, CDOT, what if we trade Sneed, our first round pick in his second for Justin Jefferson? I don't think that Legereus Need is worth as much as you guys think that he's worth. And I obviously think very high of Legereus Need. I don't think that Sneed is maybe worth what you guys think that he's worth. Let's do this on the other side. I want to go through the last tag and trade candidates and kind of see what you typically get. How many of them have been corners in this scenario? How many of them have been corners? This is interesting. Somebody says, hey, you guys sound way too excited that we might lose both players. Honestly, I'm just happy something's finally happened. It's been 10 days of just inactivity. There's been nothing and speculating about what's going to happen. At least we got something finally. From Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, the Chiefs have informed Legereus Need that they are prepared to use the franchise tag and are open to consummate a trade off of the tag if no long-term deal is reached per source. That is from Jeremy Fowler. We got Nate Taylor of The Athletic about to join us in 20 minutes. We'll get his thoughts on this breaking news. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Kansas City, it's George Karlaftis. And you're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. All right, I did some quick research during the commercial break. So if you missed it, the Chiefs have announced. Well, they haven't announced. I guess the report is. I, I don't want to make it seem like it came from them. It did not come from them. The Chiefs have informed LeJarrius Sneed, according to Jeremy Fowler, that they are prepared to use the franchise tag on him, but they are open to trading him if they don't reach a long-term agreement. Sneed is agreeable to this scenario, which makes sense because not that long ago, he went on television and said this. What would you like to say as we wrap the show up here to Brett Veach? And I have a lot of love for your GM and what he's done building this dynasty. What would you like to say? Man, pay me. <laughs> pay me. Pay me. <laughs> That's what I got to say. Pay me. So I understand why Legereus Need is at least open to hey, I understand that I don't have any control over whether or not you franchise tag me, but the Chiefs are going to allow him to talk to teams to see if they can reach a deal. Rob, this is where maybe I am going to disagree with the masses. Text line 913-586-7610. CDOT, this tells me that the Chiefs are trying to get a huge haul for Snead. That's what the news sounds like. I think you are going to be disappointed with what they get back in a trade for Snead if that's what they do. So I looked this up. This is trade since 2000. So that's a pretty decent sample size, right? Pretty decent sample size. Rob, there have been two corners that have been traded for a first-round pick, at least that I've found. One of them is Jalen Ramsey. The other one is Darrell Revis. Those have been the two corners since 2000 that have been traded for first-round picks. I love LeJarrius Sneed. He is not Darrell Revis or Jalen Ramsey. You are not getting a first-round pick for LeJarrius Sneed. Not, not close to getting a first-round pick for him. I think the most realistic trade is, I actually think it's Darius Slay. Darius Slay in 2020 was on the Lions. He was seeking a new contract. He didn't reach a new contract. He got traded to the Eagles. He signed with the Eagles. He signed a three-year, $50 million deal. He got back a third and a fifth. Now, maybe it's a second and a fifth, so it's a little bit better than what you got for Slay because he is a younger player, but Snead is also probably a better corner historically than what Legereus Snead has been. I think that's probably closer in line to what Snead is worth in this market because you have to remember that you have to turn around and then pay him as well if you're the team that's trading for him. You are not getting a first-round pick, in my opinion, for Legereus Snead. So, me and you are on the same page. I think a first-round pick for Snead is very much off the table. I I would be floored if the Chiefs got a first for Snead, but, you know, Brett Veach is very good at his job. I hope he is able to do it. I would say, and maybe this is six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. I was looking at Marcus Peters' deal. The deal that Marcus, the Chiefs sent Marcus Peters to the, I believe, the Rams the first time. Yeah. Now, he was still on his rookie deal, so it's not exactly apples to apples. But I would say, coming off that season, Marcus Peters had definitely more accolades on his pro football reference page than Legereus Sneed yeah. did. And they were able to trade, le- trade Marcus Peters to the Rams for a second and a fourth. That's probably the haul that I would imagine. Maybe a second and a fifth yeah, because about that, of the rookie yeah. deal. But I imagine if you get a second and a mid-round pick, 
you'll see fireworks going off at GEHA field like it's about to be kickoff because they would have gotten the maximum value from the player and they don't then get strapped to the $20 million tag when they're able to walk away. No, and that's, you're right. We're six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. You and I are, I think, using pretty comparable uh, picks for who that player could be. I'm looking at a team like Philadelphia, for example. So Philadelphia here, let me pull this up. Philadelphia has the 50th pick in this year's NFL draft, and they're going to have a few compensatory picks. I'm sitting there looking at it. That's probably what gets this deal done. If I'm being honest with you, like a team like Philadelphia, I don't know if the chiefs are trading luxurious need to the Buffalo bills. Like I'd be surprised if they did. I think it's like the D Ford analogy that you gave earlier. You trade them to a team in the NFC. You trade them to a team that is not a rival. You take your second round pick. You wish him adieu. He got his money. He got paid. Thank you for all your service. And then you move on. The Eagles, we know they need to improve their secondary. They also have the cap space to spend. And they've also been in a team that's pretty aggressive at corner. Would you take the 50th overall pick? And would you take, I mean, right now the Eagles have five compensatory picks in the fifth round. Would you take those draft picks for Legereus need? I think that's going to be the most likely best case scenario for the chiefs. If they end up trading him and don't end up signing him. Yeah. I think we're saying the same thing, an early round pick, not a first. And then, fourth, fifth comp pick in the fifth, something around those lines. I could see the chiefs walking away with two picks in some form or fashion. If they are able to trade Legereus need one question I have for you and Nate Taylor will join us here in about seven minutes. Does this hit your ear? Like they're not going to extend him long-term because everyone on Twitter is reporting that they are trying to sign him long-term, but will trade him if a deal cannot get done. It is not hitting my ear. Like they're going to work overly hard to get him locked in long-term. It's hitting my ear like trade is the most likely outcome. Is that where you're at, or are you still open to the possibility that Sneed, we get the breaking news sounder, hits a five-year, whatever, million-dollar deal with the Chiefs? I think they're going to trade Legereus Sneed, but maybe not for the reasons that you think they're going to trade Legereus Sneed. If you are Sneed and you gave that soundbite, I don't think that you are pl- – I don't think that Snead is going to fall for some of the Chiefs games that we know that they play when it comes to, hey, if you want to play on the Chiefs, you got to take 85% of what your value is. I don't think Snead is signing up for that. And the Chiefs, their strategy has absolutely worked. I don't know if you're Snead and you're a mid-round pick and you've won championships. So like we say, everybody wants to chase a ring. I've already won multiple championships. I'm good. I've only made $3.9 million and this contract sets me up for generations. He just had a kid recently, right? So you just starting your own family. You got family that you got to take care of. I don't think Snead is taking the chief's offer. That's why I think they're willing to do this. I think the chiefs have made luxurious need a contract offer. I think it's a good offer. It is not a wow, knock your socks off kind of offer. He does have great value. He's a really talented. He's prime coin. He's 27 years old. I think he's Darius Slay. So I think what happens is we probably find out in the next 21 days that they took the second round pick. They took a second. They took a fifth round pick that could maybe be a fourth. Like you're talking about with Marcus Peters. If something happens, they probably like Marcus Peters. They trade a sixth round pick. So it evens out a little bit. And if you were asking me what the most likely scenario is, you're right. You don't bring up that trade word if it's not at least a possibility. And I think Snead wants to get paid. And if you want to get paid, we have seen the Chiefs are not the team that it's going to pay you more money than everybody else. I do think it's more likely than not that he ends up playing for another team. Not only are the Chiefs not willing to do that, the Chiefs are extra not willing to do that at defensive back. Uh, Eric Eager, of formerly a pro football focus, tweeted this out. The Chiefs have never signed a market value defensive back. Think about all the guys that have come through Kansas City. They've walked on most all of them. Juan Thornhill, Honey Badger, Charvarius Ward, Vashad Breland. They either get them back on the comical cheap or it's, hey, you're a dollar beyond our value. Goodbye. 
they have trusted their ability to find, develop, and make corners. And I also think that is of note here because Legereus need asking for probably $20 million, since that's a tag number, means the Chiefs are going to probably be looking for another fourth-round unheralded corner. Yeah, and I'm just reading the text line. See, I think the only way that Snead would get a first-round pick is if it's delayed like a 25 or a 26, and the Chiefs are not taking that for Legereus Snead, like the upcoming draft. You're not taking a first from three drafts. I, I like Legereus Snead, too. I'm just simply here just giving you guys the information. Since 2000, there have only been two corners who have got back a first-round picking a trade one of them is Darrell Rivas who just went into the pro football hall of fame and the other one is Jalen Ramsey who will probably go in the pro football hall of fame I love Legereus need too. you guys know I would pay Legereus need he is not either one of those corners you are not getting back a first round pick Marcus Peters is probably the example or Darius Slay that is probably the most likely what you get back in a trade you get a decent second round pick and you get an extra pick and you get the cap space to go out there in free agency. That's probably how this story ends. Let's learn more about this coming up on the other side from Nate Taylor. We do have breaking news. The Chiefs plan on franchise tagging Legereus need, but are open to the possibility of a trade. We'll learn more with Nate Taylor coming up on the other side. Keep it right here. So drive. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old, whatever, or, I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, 